Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Runner's World podcast with me, Rick Pearson. Me, Ben Hobson. And me, Jane Maguire. Today, we're speaking with Nick Marks about running and happiness, because it's um, International Happiness Day on the 20th of March, so it's all, it's all tied in. Happy, happy day. Happy, happy day. Happy, happy day. <laughs> Rick, I was expecting hey, a jingle for that. Oh, so, oh yes. Yeah, so, oh, you know what? Actually, just on that, on that note, someone wrote in, and it, this isn't me, this is a guy called um, Rob Weron, and he said, just wanted to say cheers for your very entertaining company during my long solo days doing field work. I'm an ecologist. Rick's jingles have made me cackle on the Welsh hills. What? And they're even sometimes informative. Yes. Thanks, Rob. Wow. Didn't write that myself. That's Rob. Um, so there you well, go. I mean, but Rob, I'll... check out the back catalogue because Rick has done an album. <laughs> check out the album. Uh, yeah. Revolution of the Feet, uh, world's first and only uh, marathon album. Spotify. <laughs> Everyone get involved. All right, then. Oh, enough of that. Okay. So we're going to be talking about happiness. When, you two, have you most been happy with your running or when has running made you the most happy whichever which way around do you want to do it go on jane i feel like i should say the joy plan shouldn't i because <laughs> right sure. here right now but it's not that's it's- a lie it's a lie i'd be lying to you both and all the people listening and rob with his rocks is that what an ecologist does is that rocks or is it Eco- that rocks? ecologist yeah i think i think i'm a well, geologist that's Ross from yeah. Friends, isn't it? I'm confusing no, real he's a, life he's with a, He's a Netflix. paleontologist. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd be lying to everyone. So I would say I've most been happy. Um, the Brooklyn Half Marathon 2019, that time before the world was locked down. Um, and I'd just done London, and I think I've spoken about this on the podcast before, so everyone's like probably thinking, get some new stories, Jane. But I just... <laughs> I'd just done London and I had had what, like two weeks off and then I'd gone out to New York and done that. And I just didn't care. I just absolutely was like, I'm going to run, walk. I'm going to just have the best time. I'm going to look at all the crowds. And I think anyone who's ever done a race in America will know it's like this big kind of running crew culture where they've got like bands and like just incredible like support in a way that maybe we're a bit more reserved in the UK. It was just insane. It was so full on and just great and I just had the best day and I just really enjoyed it and I I did run walk I didn't care about my time I don't even know what my time is I not a clue couldn't tell to this you. day to this day I'd have to go look it up if you really wanted my splits but I don't, don't think care if you care um no. I don't think anyone cares actually so I yeah I just had the best time and I think it reminded me that that's what 
running should be. And actually, no one cares about your times apart from you. And even you shouldn't care. That's when I'm happiest running. And maybe that means I'll never (laughs) qualify for the Boston Marathon (laughs) or be an amazing runner. But I'm kind of cool with that. So yeah. That's a, that is the, the happiest runner I've ever been. The runner that didn't care and she was just, just like taking pictures and, you know, laughing, just having a great time on my own. I must add, just mm. making friends with other runners, which is very unlike me. Um, just having a great time. It's a recurring theme for you, Jane. I think that pressure is probably your oh, worst enemy. I am a control freak, so I do not need any more pressure than I already put on my life as it is day to day trying to control everything around me so there we go not controlling running makes it better for me that's well i think that's that's there's a lesson there isn't there there's there a is. lesson for anyone who's as much as a control freak as me don't care about your times just try and enjoy <laughs> it what about go you rick then. i was thinking about this and i think that it's in sort of a weird answer but I think that I got most out of running during quite like quite an unhappy period of my life, which was before I joined Runners World. Um, and I'd sort of been between jobs for a bit and I started working at another um, publication and I, I wasn't really enjoying it. I was quite a bad fit for the job. Mm. And, but I had this lovely commute that I do that was kind of from Wimbledon over to, um, to Twickenham. And it was just this little part of the day that um, where it was just me and running. And I, I think we've heard people say before, like, running can feel like your best mate and I kind of needed a best mate at that point it was quite like Mm. I was definitely struggling with a little bit of anxiety stuff and I just felt like running was just this amazing thing that was sort of there for me and I could go to and just really enjoy like um in the morning getting there and uh yeah I sort of realized then how important it like yeah a role it was always going to play in my life so it it made a huge difference to that what was quite a yeah quite a challenging time so I kind of felt like I found out something about um running there and it was actually that it's kind of yeah how important it is uh to me and, and to kind of my general happiness as a whole mm. so i'd say then that's such a good answer well done rick oh. what a great answer but you don't <laughs> people don't congratulate each other on podcasts enough <laughs> what a great answer. good idea thanks very much thanks very much jade thanks very much and oh, ben hobson oh, over to well, you pressure's on um yeah follow uh, that ben jeez <laughs> um i don't think there's a one there's not like one moment i couldn't say like a race or something where it's been but I, it's a bit like you like when i've lent on running to mm. to be useful or for but then again not so there's a couple of like i remember me and my housemate in third year of uni used to run every morning before going to the library to revise for finals mm. and we did it like just as we went we just went running because we knew that we were sitting down all day in the library and that was boring so and so like I remember that being like a real sort of nice to do with your mate and for just for just mm. for the sake of doing it. So I remember that being like, despite going to the uh, studying and having exams, so that was that was that was very happy and happiness inducing. I think that the the other times of when like just exploring, I just I just that's when it's the best for me. Like I just remember, I remember like a many a few years ago, Christmas back home and just sort of taking myself off one day and following the footpath markers because I knew I knew where I was going roughly so I just went all oh, right there's a footpath that way I'll go that way and I just did that 
I'd had no I had no agenda of distance or time. I just sort of went as far as as I wanted. I wasn't going far. I was just exploring across country. And I just how interesting that no one's mentioned a race. No one's mentioned a race out of the field. Well, Jane did. Jane's was all absolutely based around a race. Do you want me to tell the story (laughs) again? But sort of a non-race, though, wasn't it? No, no, it was a race, but it was it was a sort of like it was you kind of not taking a race attitude. Yes, yes, yes. No one, no one said like, oh, that time I ran this time at this race, and this happened. I I do, I do wonder actually, like everyone listening, how 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 many people would say like, well, my happiest time was obviously when I when I ran a PB yeah. or when I was fittest. I, I actually don't think the correlation would be that strong. And, and that's quite surprising because a lot of the literature and a lot of the messages about running are about like bettering yourself mm. and running X, X time. But actually when you look back at running, will, will it be those quieter, smaller moments that yeah, actually I don't know. It's really, are you happiest? I yeah. think I think uh, there is a, there is, I would gleam some happiness from a PB. Like if I look back on a time, a time that I ran that was fast, and in my head, I knew that that was like either earned or I was just like had a good day. Or do you know what I mean? Like, or just there was some sort of I'd put some effort into getting to that point. I do reflect on it with happiness, like ah, oh, that was cool. But I think that also when you reflect on some things, you can if you're not in that current position, you can kind of be a bit like ah, oh, it's a bit of a shame. I'm not that good anymore, or my running's changed from that point. Whereas the consistent happiness of just getting out and running is 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 is, is is way more um, consistent. Do you know what I mean? It's, that's that's always that's a reliable. Whereas I think that the race time stuff is like, you get it, and once you've got it, it's brilliant, and that's a massive, massive high, and like achievement, and you get all this happiness from it. But as your as as the person who ran that race changes into someone else, the happiness of that moment kind of almost changes with it. Whereas I think that yeah, as like going out for a run and just like even if it's slow or if whatever it is, just if I know that I'm out in a green space running along just having a look around and, and not really caring that's that that's really happy mm. yeah i wonder if it changes too because i remember after like after berlin and probably london last year i remember feeling like so happy like i've achieved that goal but actually mm. now sat here six months later i'm like mm, actually i don't know if i was happy about the goal or happy because i ran a race after a pandemic or happy because my parents were there and actually yeah yeah Going on a run with Toby, my dog, makes me so happy because he's the best thing in the world. So do you know what I mean? Like that, I wonder if it's like our happiness changes and we remember a memory. And do you mean maybe that's something about it that in that moment we were really happy. But actually, when I look back, that doesn't mean as much to me. I don't put as much meaning on that race as I do on other memories that have made me really happy. Definitely. Uh, hindsight, hindsight's very useful with happiness, isn't it? Because I think we're not always that reliable a judge on actually what does make us happy. Mm. Yeah. I think sometimes I've, I've thought, oh, this is making me happy or like training like this is making me happy. And actually on reflection, I'm like, no, it wasn't. That was actually like quite stressful and you didn't enjoy that. Mm. Um, so it can be quite hard to sometimes, yeah, sometimes you just need to sort of step back from something or have that like time to reflect on it to actually realize what was making you happy or making you unhappy as well. So there we go. Great chat. Great chat, guys. I hope everyone's hey, time feels the same and everyone's not like <laughs> skipping forward to get the expert yeah. on. Yeah. Waffling on about <laughs> happiness. So boring. <laughs> skip, skip, skip. I'll tell you what, though. We, we, should, we should try and find out what our listeners, yeah. what makes them happy. Yes. I'd like to, because it'd be, it'd be good to see if there is a pattern of like, actually, it's easy running with friends or it's racing for PBs. Um, so you can let us know. Podcast at runnersworld.co.uk.
Our guest this week is a happiness expert aiming to boost wellness across the UK and ahead of uh, National Happiness Day on 20th of March. We thought he'd be the perfect person to speak with about how physical movement can contribute to our overall happiness. So Nick Marks, welcome to the Runners World podcast. Thank you very much indeed. Nick, you've, um, you've dedicated your adult life to the kind of the pursuit of happiness and I'm interested in what is it about the subject of happiness that, that clearly so fascinates you? I mean, I think it's the stuff of life. Um, I, I sort of, I'm a statistician by trade and I, and I started thinking about how can you measure these sort of soft intangible things, uh, started in quality of life and moved into well-being and happiness. And I just found it fascinating. So it's just really captured me and I just love trying to help people lead better lives. So big, a big question to kind of get going with, um, broadly speaking, what are the most common things us human beings require to be happy? Yeah, so we obviously need a baseline of security. So, you know, with the war in Ukraine and things like that, it reminds us that physical and psychological safety are really, really important for us. But when you get beyond that, then really it's it's five things. It, it's, it's our relationships. They're critical to our happiness. Um, it's our physical activity, which is obviously good for the running theme. Um, it's our sort of awareness, um, you know, reflection, mindfulness, uh, how much we're learning and how generous we are. So I call them the five ways to well-being. They're connect, be active, take notice, keep learning and give. And those are the crucial things we can do. So you sort of lay out the, the, those five components that would make up happiness. Do you think that um, as a society, we underestimate the importance of happiness and prioritise other things over those five things? I definitely do think we do. I think we get sucked into a sort of materialistic worldview like it's the things that are going to make us happy but actually the well-being goods are relational much more than they are material and so um i think a lot of us can get distracted by goals that are are not really going to deliver us happiness they might deliver us some status but not necessarily some happiness and and i think i think it's quite sad actually quite a lot of people get you know really focus on the wrong things so I, I i yeah that's been my sort of life's work really trying to make people take happiness seriously how do you think i mean i'm interested by that sort of like the pursuit of status is that a sort of modern manifestation of happiness or do you think it's just a byproduct of what everyone does with social media and all those sorts of things i mean humans we obviously have grown up in small communities and status has been important to us but now we're in these huge interconnected webs it's pretty hard to 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 to, you know really stand out and so i think we need to be much more focused on what people call intrinsic goals the things that are really meaningful to us and more 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 uh, close to us they're more in our control and they're more rewarding um so i i think it's very easy and it's very understandable why people do get distracted by them but it's in the end it's not going to lead to a happier life so let's let's talk about one of those five pillars then the kind of um kind of physical movement getting active because obviously a lot of our listenership will be well hopefully a keen runners <laughs> um what what role can um can physical movement aerobic exercise play in in sort of contributing to, to overall happiness do you think so 
the body and our emotions are very interconnected. It, even the word emotion has got move in it, move. And it and it and it's actually our feelings motivate us to act. And if you're very it works both ways. Our behavior and our actions also improve our feelings or or, or contribute to them. So if you're in a bad mood, uh, you're feeling down, depressed, the fastest way out of it is to move your body. And, it, you know, running is obviously one thing, but, you know, it can be getting up, putting music on and dancing. It can be going for a walk. It can be all sorts of things. So it's very, very interconnected. And we know that uh, moderate exercise is very associated with higher levels of well-being. Uh, very low exercise is 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 contributed to uh, low well-being. High exercise, it's a mixed bag because some high exercise is driven by anxiety uh, and there's possibilities for over-exercise, but the, the, the moderate to high exercise is probably is great. It's probably just the very high sometimes people get quite anxious with too. And what do you think are some of the biggest hurdles for happiness? I think we've all, we're probably all very good at kind of being like, oh, I, I think I was happy then, but are we are we always kind of striving for something we can't achieve and looking for kind of perf- like the best day ever? I mean, we can definitely get into that perfectionism. I mean, I think of happiness as like a wave. It's not a state you get to. It's very dynamic. It's always ebbing and flowing. You know, you can have three moods in a morning uh, and, you know, you can have good and bad days. You know, if you're as old as me, you can have good and bad decades. Even. <laughs> and, and you know, and, and, and so there's always movement to happiness. So I think it's we can get this idea that, you know, it's sort of a state and we get there and it's going to be Nevada. It's not like that. We, we're always moving around. The thing is to have more good days than bad days. You know, it's how we live our days is how we live our life. So if you get down, what are your strategies for getting out of it? And as I said, movement, running, great way out of a bad mood. Is there a particular type of movement, for example, sort of, um, we've talked about running again, but sort of, uh, or, or not particularly movement, but sort of location. We've we, There's a sort of, there's been lots of studies about green spaces and how that impacts on, on sort of mood and, and mental health. Is there um, sort of, particular areas or, or ways of moving that people can use to, to sort of get happier? I mean, if you think about those five ways, trying to do as many of them at the same time is going to be uh, a route to more happiness. So if you're running on your own in a sterile gym environment, I would bet that that is less happy than if you are running with a running buddy outside in nature um you're almost certainly going to be happier and, and also will help you commit to it more because we're very socially motivated and so if we if we join a group that is exercising together we're much more likely to turn up because we don't want to let down people we're much more likely to enjoy it because we'll we'll laugh with them we'd even laugh at our own you know our own you know problems we have you know whatever it is you know if you run into a puddle or whatever like that you'll have a laugh about it you know whereas if you're on your own you probably go down about it so there's all sorts of ways of being in a group uh, will do that. Again, learning, you know, I mean, if you're setting yourself a challenge and trying to go faster, if it's your park run or whatever it is, you know, that can help because you're stretching yourself. And clearly lots of people do charity runs because by actually putting that giving into it, again, it motivates people more. So it, all of these things can help, you know, um, as you, you know, um, in, on your happiness when you when you bundle them together. I think it can be tempting to, when you think about happiness to, to, for it to become not an almost, it can feel like almost like a selfish pursuit. Like what, what do, what I need something more to be happy, but it seems like there's lots of stats that suggest actually it's giving, it's giving back. It's concentrating on other people. Um, and you can do that through running, obviously with something like volunteering at Parkrun would be a good example. 
what is what is the evidence around actually giving back to someone actually maybe taking the focus away from yourself and how that can contribute to your own happiness i mean it's it's absolutely right i think people misunderstand it or misdirect it and it's a selfish pursuit happiness is almost a social emotion we feel it more with other people i mean if you think about laughter you know if you watch a a comedian doing stand-up on your own you're much less likely to laugh than you're with other people i think it's something like 20 times more likely to laugh if you're in a, in a crowd than you are on your own so it, it it's a it's a very very social thing and of course what does it do it, you know when we when we feel happy and we're with people who feel positive it helps us build bonds it helps us build relationships and you know humans over the millennia relationships have been absolutely crucial for our survival and thriving so happiness is very much a social emotion it helps us bond with other people so it's not a selfish pursuit it's normally a relational collective pursuit uh, in a way this is the runner's world podcast if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery think again juvederm volux xc is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime even better this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment no maintenance required improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with juvederm volux xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on same goes for healthcare. that's why united healthcare offers flexible budget-friendly coverage for medical vision dental and more learn more at uh1.com quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And, and that definitely speaks volumes off the back of what we, everyone's been going through with COVID. Do you think that this is a time when particularly people have become detached from a sense of happiness? And, and, and how, would, how would you get people to sort of reconnect with that after, you know, being isolated and, and the fear of, uh, of a pandemic? You know, that's, those are significant counters to happiness. Absolutely. And um as I said, I'm a statistician and, and you can see data of people's happiness through COVID. I mean, I know we've talked about waves of cases and deaths and infections, but actually there were waves of unhappiness and recovery during that period. So, you know, the first March, March 2020 was a scary time. And and YouGov measure how many people say they were scared last week. It rose from 10% to over 40% in those first weeks. Happiness dropped 
from a from above sixty percent down to about twenty five percent. Huge, huge changes which you you never see in that data because normally, you know, some people are happy, some aren't, but they're independent. But because there was one thing driving it, so we and you know, people's social connectedness went down. People on average see twelve people a day, and in COVID, it was down to four. Those are huge, huge differences that we're not used to. And of course, it, it really affected everyone, their, their happiness, whether you call it their mental health or whatever. So um, it's been a very hard time. And I think, I mean, there were, some, there were some silver linings there. I think everyone has probably reassessed their lives a bit. And, you know, so we've been forced to reflect. Um, but, you know, it, it's been particularly hard and, and particularly hard for young people uh, because their whole way of life was undermined. So, you know, older people like me, I got locked down with my wife who, I not only love, I like, so it's quite easy, you know, you know so, so, you know, it, it was quite easy, but, um, you know, for my kids who are in their twenties, you know, the whole nighttime economy had gone, everything had gone, you know, they how to date in that thing, you know, it was, was very, very hard. So, I mean, the only thing that Boris did do actually quite early on was said, you can go out for a run every day. So, you know, and actually some countries weren't even allowing that. So there was some recognition about the need for physical activity, which is good. And what's um, one simple thing all of our listeners and us can do every single day to make us feel a bit happier and improve our kind of happiness score or wave? I, I think it's really noticing what's going on with you. The, the, it always all starts with self-awareness. If you Sometimes we can let stress build up and we don't notice it. And sort of, you know, so I, I think that, I mean, one of the big tips about, you know, if you really, uh, if you're starting to get stressed and fastest way out of a bad mood, uh, apart from running or things like that, is to if you're highly stressed, is to inhale for two, three seconds, hold your breath for two, three seconds, and then exhale for four, five seconds, and just that mindful breathing. Um, so, it, it, the, you know, that's dealing with immediate stress is is really important because if it builds up over the day, you know, you, you just get in a foul mood, your back aches and everything. Yeah, absolutely. So um, moving and and yeah and and relaxing. I'm interested in some more of your your stats, Nick. So how how good is the UK when it comes to being happy? Are we one of the happy happier nations, or, or who and who can we learn from? Who are the kind of real like, you know, the the, the best best practice examples of of happiness? Well, when you look at a national level, uh, the UK, out of you know wealthy Western economies, you know, comes middle, maybe slightly upper middle. Um, you know, obviously, Africa, sub-Saharan Africa, much lower levels of happiness and well-being. You know, they, they've got so many challenges, uh, you know, malaria, HIV, AIDS, war zones, all those sort of things are not great. So um, so w- once you've got that, but where, which countries do better? Well, they tend to be Scandinavian. Um, so Denmark, Finland, uh, Sweden, Norway tend to do better. And that's not because they're particularly more joyful than us. The, the reason is mainly the social safety nets in society, which is that the people who are lower end of the income spectrum are not as miserable as they are in the UK um, because they basically have, have, have better social safety nets. So really, when you look at the national level, the average, which is what we tend to look at, is, 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 is pulled down by the fact in the UK, you know, that the bottom quintile, the bottom 20, 20%, are much less happy than the next one. Whereas in Denmark, Sweden, Norway, they're, now, they're more I even. I think I'm right in this. Some GPs are actually prescribing parkrun to people who are, who are sort of exhibiting signs of kind of low-level anxiety, depression. What, what is it about something like parkrun that, that that makes it so good when it comes to, you know, contributing to someone's happiness? 
I mean, I, I think Park Run is amazing, actually. I mean, it's it's volunteer led. It's, it's it's a, you know, sort of um, upswelling of interest. No one's really, you know, I'm sure there were some brilliant people that had the idea, but it's spread because it really appeals to people. It gives, you know, people can, it, it's a sense of community. It's doing it together. It's stretching yourself. I know people keep a track of their personal bests and they try and move them, but they can do it all at their own pace. And, you know, 5K is, is achievable even someone like me who, who's not a runner i i did couch to 5k in a month once and um i, I stopped again because my knees hurt too much <laughs> but but uh, <laughs> i'm heavy i think there's just too much pressure to them but um you know i i did it it's achievable and i think you if you're going to set goals they have to be achievable and marathons are quite out of reach of most people but it's 5k is very doable very inclusive and of course we got to remember that a third of the population barely moves each day you know they they consume hardly any more calories they would do if they sat down all day the middle third you know are probably okay and of course there's the more active top third but um it's very very good to get people moving because it reduces risks of all sorts of major avoidable diseases diabetes and um uh you know um heart disease all sorts of Mm. things you know if you if you move for half an hour a day makes a big difference absolutely Nick, thanks so much for making the time to come on the Runners World podcast and discuss happiness. Really, really nice to talk about a subject that kind of um, yeah transcends just running. So I hope everyone listens to it and uh, gets something from it. So thanks again. Thanks very much indeed. So that brings us to the end of this week's Runners World podcast. A huge thanks to our guest, Nick Marks, and to you, of course, for listening. Google Runners World UK subscription and then subscribe to the magazine because that's one way of getting a monthly dose of fantastic running editorial on your doorstep or head to the internet, runnersworld.com slash UK, and instantaneously absorb fountains of uh, running knowledge, you know, osmosis of uh, of information into your body via the internet, and you'll be brilliant, and guaranteed. Um, One thing, guys, that makes me super happy is having my favourite podcast app. My favourite podcast app just tell me when a new podcast is released, and you can get that too if you subscribe and it will pop up every Tuesday morning or Wednesday if we're running late, but we're not, not normally. <laughs> and it will just, you'll just feel so happy knowing that you don't have to scramble around every week trying to remember what the podcast is called. So just subscribe and it will make you happier. I'm sure. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 